everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And hello, friends, to our headline news edition of Season 3, Episode 5 of Sundition. We have three interesting stories and even better takes, so let's get into it. So, the first one is about Biden's infrastructure bill. So, obviously, you guys have heard about it uh, with, like, it being huge and whatnot when it first came out. But it's back, and it's definitely not bigger. So, Biden put out a smaller version that is more likely to pass the Senate. And from his original $3.5 trillion budget, it's now cut more than half, right? It's a $1.75 trillion. We're just going to talk about some things that were cut out and ones that stayed. Because of the ones that are under the radar. So, for education and child care, the... The things that are still in the bill is a universal pre-K for all two to four-year-olds for six years, right? It's going to mm-hmm. only be implemented for six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, same six years for child support, uh, so extended child support. So that would add about 20 million kids who have extra support. And then finally, extended child tax credit and earned income tax credit for up to one year. Hopefully you guys know that um, when you're raising a child, you can also write that off. Uh, in your taxes so the things that were taken out though is paid family leave and free community college for two years however the democrats do want to get in more funding for pell grants and vocational programs so i if you guys have been following biden for long enough claire Mm -hmm. i'm sure you've heard but free community college was a huge uh talking point for democrats Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Right, because it's that continuation of obviously high school is quote unquote free and community college is not. So it's extending those two years for people who want to go to community college. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's still much cheaper than, let's say, a four year institution like UC system, private school, mm-hmm. even other public colleges. But I mean, it's still a substantial amount of money. Right now, I'm in community college, and I'm paying maybe 600 per semester, and that's for three classes. I don't remember how many credits, but although it is significantly cheaper, it's still quite a lot. And I'm not sure if certain demographics or certain or like people with certain incomes can afford. I mean, mm-hmm. from a point of me supporting free community college, it's disappointing to see biden was like oh like we're gonna do it like we're gonna do like, it more then... education for everybody which yeah. you know from uh like if we were to take a more partial stance there's pros and cons of more college right because mm-hmm. if everybody is educated in college there's gonna be certain jobs that you know there's gonna be oversaturation but that's mm-hmm. not to say that there's the good thing about community college is that you can get certified in other things that aren't quote unquote white collar jobs, right? That do right. still there's like vocation, yeah, vocational stuff training, like that. yeah, like associate's degrees. And obviously, education. I think, well, I don't want to get too into it, but learning is always a education is always good but there's also like how good is our education sy- system mm-hmm. in general like what are you learning mm-hmm. that's actually benefiting you for those two years true true and as for paid family leave i've seen a lot on instagram about 
um, these infographics about uh, maternity leave, like paid maternity leave in the U.S. versus against other developed countries. And, man, I don't really, I really don't know why this is not more in our priority, right, than just extending something we already have. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, child care support is important, right? But at the same time, also having the mom there or having the parent there. One, paid family leave gives the opportunity for the child to be with their caretaker. Right. And, and that creates a lot more bonding with the parents and the baby, too. Which, honestly, in those so very early... I know, with those really early developmental years, that's probably the most important thing you can give to your child. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, I think... My parents, my mom and dad were both working at the time I was born, right? And within mm-hmm. six months, like, also because they wanted me to be with my other family, but because they were so busy, I went to China for another six, like, the my second half of my first year of life. First year of life, <laughs> yeah. Like, six months in, my parents brought me to China, then my parents went back to the U.S., right? So I was oh. being taken care of by family members in China. So I, like, (laughs) obviously, like, I love my dad, but when I, I, my dad was telling me, when he came to pick me up, I was like, who the fuck is this? A little bit. (laughs) I mean, yeah, if you're gone from them for, what, six months and you're an infant, like, one year old, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, you're not probably, you're probably not going to remember, like, Stranger Danger, that kind of thing. Yeah, and even if there is, like, mandatory leave, it has to be paid because if the parent is so stressed about other things, say, like, it's gonna, it's stressed about money, it's gonna rub off on the kid. I know, and, like, childcare costs so much, too. You can't not pay them if, let's say, there's both parents involved, and is this, like, both maternity and paternity leave, or just one? Family leave. So everyone. So that means if you kind of kick the person off from their job and don't pay them for, like, what, three months? That's kind of stupid. But yeah, you're completely right about the whole stress thing. I don't think parents should rub their stress off on their kids. Even though, honestly, I'm pretty sure most parents don't do it on purpose, but it still happens. Mm -hmm. So they have to be very careful about that. So as for the other parts of the Biden bill, one is climate change, right? So they're going to allocate around $555 billion for clean energy tax credits on things like solar energy, electric vehicles, EVs, civilian climate corp orgs, and research investment of clean energy and technology, uh, clean energy technology and manufacturing. Mm -hmm. But what they did take out is this thing called CEEP or KEEP. I don't know. It's Clean Energy Performance Program, which is basically a market incentive, right? It gives a, well, not really. It's basically an incentive and punishment program. It gives incentives for utility comps to change to greener tech, and then it gives punishments for uh, utility comps that don't do that, right? So you, we learned in psych, right? You reward Mm -hmm. what's good and you punish what's bad and Mm -hmm. that pushes more people to do what's good yeah but it was cut out because the lack of because of the lack of support from joe manchin a west virginian democratic 
senator. I feel like that whole extrinsic motivation is so important, though. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be motivated by themselves to switch to cleaner energy. You have to instill rewards and punishments to incentivize. Yes, and there's, I mean, there's obviously other programs as well that, or other techniques like um, a carbon market, right, that work mm -hmm. on, in, that's still incentive. It's obviously, in, like, incentives are so, so, so powerful. It's just how we use it. And right. I've, you know, we've been doing this for a while, especially with news like this. You see, I don't know, the government is just not using, is just not using incentive correctly. I feel like they just kind of throw it out there. They put it in the bill. Yeah, they put, here's money. But they don't go forward with that. If somebody gave me money, hey, make a, make an app. Here's money to make an app. I'll be like, okay, I'll make the shittiest app there is. And you still have the money. I still have the money. Yeah. There's no incentive to make it a good quality product. Or your, in your case, a good quality app. But instead, they say, hey, here's some money to help you make an app. If you could make a good app, we'll give you more money. If you make a shittiest app, we'll take away the money. You don't get money. No more money. So, I mean, obviously, easier said than done, but... But also, Manchin, I think, uh, it just shows another divide of the Democratic Party, right? Right. Because paid family leave is... Just do it, dude. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a easy win, to be honest. But I guess not. Quite interesting. Family is one of the most important aspects of society, right? You would think someone mm -hmm. more old-fashioned, like Manchin... Would, would want to do would, this, right? would celebrate and advocate for family for family oriented uh, for, for a family oriented society mm -hmm. right the, usually the stronger the family the stronger the culture mm -hmm. so if you like so it's i don't know it's from that standpoint like it, it seems interesting divide yeah to me that i mean it's not like what i'm saying right now like the fact that it seems weird to me it seems really naive, but it is what the world is at some point, mm -hmm. right? And, oh, last but not least, we have health care. So this bill will extend uh, your Affordable Care Act tax credits until 2025. It will cover hearing for Medicare, which is, um, like, the medical pro um, the insurance for seniors, uh, but it does not cover dental and vision. Originally, they wanted to cover dental and vision, but it's too expensive. Mm. And then what they're going to add, $100 billion to get rid of backlog issues in the immigration asylum process. And one thing that did not get in is any attempts to lower prescription drug costs. That was sad. Prescription drug costs, they're so high, especially stuff like insulin. Oh my god. And it's it takes I remember reading somewhere that the creator of insulin, like the injection or whatever, the whatever the heck it is, mm -hmm. designed it to be very affordable yeah. or something. But he, now it's what no, seventy dollars at least per vial. He refused to patent it because yeah, and yeah, he yeah. sold it only for a dollar. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like 
It's if you don't have insulin, memory, you could die. Honestly. Right, honestly, if you don't have it, you could die. And imagine if you're like part of the low socioeconomic status group, right? And you also have diabetes at the same time. And maybe for some reason you couldn't get insulin and you're running out and you need it now. But the thing is, if you don't have that $70 at the moment, what are you going to do? I think it's not even that. It's also, one, it's also the cost of those prescription drugs. And at the same time, yes, there's the insurance part. So people are like, oh, it's the middleman, right? It's the insurance companies charging this much, that much. Or not the insurance, it's just... Everybody hates insurance. Yeah, true. And, like, I've seen stories, like, say, for example, I was a single woman who had diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. And my tax bracket covered me for getting my, like, $600, $100 to $600, $600 a month, like, my medication, right? But if mm-hmm. I decide to get married to a guy, right, who makes the same amount as me, right? So my, like, my living expenses don't really change that much, right? Because mm-hmm. I make enough for myself, he makes enough for me. Combine it, we make enough just for two people. But if right. I combine it, then my insurance doesn't count me as being unable to afford my insulin anymore, even though that's not the case in reality. So there are, like, very small cases, but cases where people just don't marry each other because again because marriage is a huge insurance. law contract but they don't marry God. each other because it gets in the way of living expenses and it's well so life expenses that's like a shitty that's such a bad system it's a bad system on account of also it's a bad system combined with bad costs or combined mm-hmm. with high costs mm-hmm. because usually say there's a lot of like if there's high costs, technically people are supposed to come in to offset those high costs with better solutions. Mm-hmm. But no, sometimes it creates more problems. Right. So, at the end of the day, the question is, how the freak do we pay for it? And the shiny answer is, I can't make shiny, what's the shiny sound? Taxes. <laughs> uh, tax hikes. So... I plan to hike up international domestic corporate taxes, uh, taxes on high net worth individuals, billionaires, multi-millionaires, and like multi-multi-millionaires, and mm-hmm. more funding for tax enforcement. So one thing I want to talk about, so we all hate that, like people hate the IRS, the government hates the IRS, the, the IRS hates the IRS, right? Citizens like, hate the IRS. Oh, like they're always doing this shit, but they're yeah. so important, right? So... Because of the, um, because of the, how do I say, the hate on the IRS, the government has been trying to, oh, like, we'll relax, like, they've been cutting the funding for the IRS. And Uh. the funding, funding means the IRS is short-staffed, and that means they can't go after, they don't have the, they're supposed to kind of vet your taxes right and they're supposed to go Mm -hmm. after people who aren't paying their taxes Mm -hmm. and companies that aren't paying their taxes so since they're short staffed it's easier to go after people whose mistakes are easy to find which is people of of the middle class and below right because people Mm -hmm. make mistakes right and if you make a mistake on your tax credit you get money back and also sometimes you're uh, you lose money and 
because of your fines and, you know, you didn't pay the right taxes. And they don't go after the people who are good at that stuff, right? Because they don't have the... Who evade professionally. Yeah, the ones that are, like, true good tax... Not even tax evasion. They don't evade taxes. They just don't pay them because legally they don't have to, right? They do set mm-hmm. stuff in a way where they legally don't have to take pay taxes, but it's like leaning on the, eh, you know. Yeah. So, more funding for tax enforcement means that it's, like, you don't even need to hype, raise the taxes on current things. All you need to do is enforce the tax policies you already have. Mm-hmm. Right, because there's a lot of unpaid taxes. Right. Yeah, and also it sounds better, right? Like, if the government was going to say, these people are not paying their fair share of taxes, people are like, oh, yeah, they should pay their fair share of taxes, instead of, these people should just pay more taxes. And people are like, bruh, come on, more? You know? Yeah. Or just pay what they should be paying, Mm -hmm. instead of hike it up. Because even if you hike it up, I feel like they can still find a way to evade in some way that's legal with their loopholes and stuff because tax hikes don't change the code they just change the bracket yeah they just um, the amount and how much people have to pay so on to our next story i think it's a little more lighthearted than the first kellogg gets sued over their frosted strawberry pop tarts so in hudson valley a woman just sued the food conglomerate because Apparently, there just wasn't enough strawberries in their whole grain frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. Elizabeth Russick claims that her class action lawsuit should be paid $5 million in damages over less strawberries, since Kellogg is misleading consumers in thinking strawberries are actually in the Pop-Tart, despite the treat just attempting to taste like strawberries. The firm representing her is Sheehan and Associates PC of Great Neck, and their lawyer, Spencer Sheehan, are also representing other plaintiffs like Stacy Chipetta and Anita Harsey from Illinois and Kevin and Kelvin Brown from New York. These people are suing Kellogg but against others such as unfrosted strawberry pop tarts and regular frosted strawberry pop tarts. On the ingredients list, the strawberry pop tarts list pears and apples before dried strawberries and that the combination of all the dried fruit is being less than two percent. Kellogg responded to ABC News saying that the ingredients and labeling of the Pop-Tarts are actually within the legal boundaries. So why strawberries and not blueberries? I just want to know. I don't know. Maybe... Why'd they go after the strawberries? Maybe it's more... I don't know. Maybe more popular? More popular? I don't think many people eat the blueberry Pop-Tarts. Really? I don't know. That's true. I don't eat that much, but I'm pretty sure strawberry is one of the more popular flavors. Mm, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. So they're probably like, oh, we're helping even more consumers with this. That kind of thing. Which is funky, in my opinion. Imagine suing over strawberries in a Pop-Tart. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's funny. Like, when I also- first read this story, after Cece wrote it down, I laughed. It was quite entertaining. Because, like, one, yes, it's mostly, like... Okay, we'll, we'll start the funny stuff first because there is actually problems with misleading <laughs> claims. But <laughs> what I'm going to say is, like, people know that, right? Like, I hope people know that, like, a junk food Pop-Tarts is not actually the, like, true strawberries. Like, I don't eat it just for... I don't eat it expecting that there are little chunks, or, like, huge chunks of strawberries in it, if I ever eat one. 
but you know. Have you never had pretzels? I have. You have. Just never, like, not often at all. Yeah. The only time I had pretzels, so back in our school, we had something called pep rallies. Claire, would you like to explain? Because Claire did oh, them. Oh, pep rallies? Oh, um, so maybe every Friday, we'd have some kind of school-wide every event. Friday. Every month. Maybe, like, Friday, one Friday a month. Yeah, probably one Friday a month. My bad. This is, like, yeah, six years ago. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, so, six years ago, Claire. College. What do you mean, six years ago? Four years from high school, and then the two to three from middle school. Oh wait, that was like the beginning. Sorry, that's probably like four to five years ago. Then less than. What do you still mean? did it? I'm talking about in high school, like Renaissance did pep rallies with the food. Like you get the green stamps. Oh, pep rally. Were they called pep rallies? Yeah. Oh my god! I'm tripping. My bad. I thought you were middle school. Okay, I can start over. So then, maybe one Friday a month, we'd have an event called, I guess, a pep rally. And the school held incentives for us to get good grades. So then when those pep rallies would come up, they would dish out different cards to different people. So... These cards had a certain number of stamps on them, and if you got better grades for that semester, then... You have more stamps. You get more stamps, yeah, exactly. And those stamps can be exchanged for prizes, such as food, like, basically snacks. And we had, like, Pop-Tarts, we had brownies, goldfish, maybe Cheez-Its, Cheetos. The brownies were kind of ass, though. I know. I can Honestly, I can just get them whenever I wanted to, so... Uh, <laughs> like... I mean, like, they're free for me, so they were free for me, so oh I didn't care too much yeah. about it, because it's free, but yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how people, or I guess that's how CC ate Pop-Tarts. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got my... You usually, like, didn't, right, throughout the rest of your life? It was just, yeah, like, because Pop-Tarts was, like, not thing, like, I didn't... The first time I had Pop-Tarts was actually in my mom's company, they had a pantry, and mm. I got my first Pop-Tart. My mom was very, very hesitant. She was like, you can only eat one of the Pop-Tarts. Half Pop-Tart? Sugar. Yeah, it wasn't sugar. Yeah, high, high, high sugar content. There is definitely a problem with misleading consumers. Because in general, like, a lot of, like, greenwashing and also, like, health, they're like, oh, like, this is healthy, this is blah, 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 but it's not actually that healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I'm very turned off by all the like healthy, 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 and then there's a shit ton of added sugar. Mm-hmm. Like, make it make sense. It's like a, yeah, I know. There's like a huge marketing movement about that. Not mm-hmm. about that, but you know, people or companies like to broadcast organic or no GMOs or something like that. But then you look at the ingredients and it's not true. Um, last but not least, Vietnamese government then jailed five journalists for their Facebook posts. During the trial of the five journalists, the Vietnam news agency stated that the journalists uh, were indicted of, uh, quote-unquote, abusing democratic rights and freedoms to infringe upon the interests of the state. So noted, the Vietnam news agency is is a state-run organization. So these journalists had set up a Facebook page and group, or like a news outlet, called the Clean Newspaper, whose content was charged of defaming the government and spreading fake news. And this is not an isolated incident, of course. Social media users have been detained in the past for anti-state social media content. 
So the leader of Queen newspaper is going to spend 4.5 years in prison, while the others will get around 2 to 3 years. However, all five of them will be banned from any journalistic ventures for the three years post-prison. Do we know what the Queen newspaper was actually about and if they were actually spreading fake news and anti-state? So, it's more of like, um, so, the Vietnamese government is like not that good, you know? Yes. (laughs) So I'm just thinking like maybe they said something that the government just did not enjoy or did not like. Well, obviously, if they did enjoy it, Claire. Okay, I mean, okay, I know. I mean, just like, quote, defaming, but more like, the government did this wrong. Not, fuck the government. (laughs) Not, like, essentially slandering it to the point where it's like, oh my god, go against the government, rebel, or something. I'm pretty sure it's probably just like, oh, the government kind of screwed up. And they're not doing their job well enough. Are you looking it up? The group in general is just like a group of citizen journalists, right? Mm -hmm. And... It's sort of like anti-communist because Vietnam is a communist run by communist party, and so they did have reports of infighting among party leaders, including stories they wrote about the former uh, some a uh, former provincial party secretary. Uh huh. And it it's kind of a mess. Like even back then, the current uh, secretary general of Vietnam's National Assembly was actually. Accused of plagiarism for his PhD. What? Mm-hmm. And the audacity. Despite that, like going back to the Queen newspaper, so the journalists had been posting criticism online of, um, of this um raid that happened on January 9th, twenty twenty. The raid was by these security forces that were trying to intervene in a land dispute in the Dongtam commune outside of Hanoi, in which a elder of the village was actually shot to death by the police. Oh, shit. And also, like, other oh, articles include stuff about um, the BOT highway schemes, which is, like, build, operate, transfer, and it was not very popular because of all the tolls, right? Because you had to pay, uh, right? So just criticisms about the government. Yeah. From what I'm hearing. Gosh. Uh, yeah. And it's Are they saying, mm-hmm. like, oh, they said abusing democratic rights and freedoms to infringe upon the interests of the state. That's not, like, anti-state or going against interests of the state, though. Claire, oh my god. <laughs> of course, the, it's always, like, in a very nice way. Like, oh, of course this sounds good, yeah. right? But obviously it's always, like, it's like the security law in hong kong you know yeah. sounds good stupid as fuck exactly it's it's concerning like we've seen like statistics of how countries are becoming less and less democratic right censorship mm-hmm. authoritarianism mm-hmm. and like the police intervention right protests mm-hmm. nowadays even in america like the epitome of democracy quote unquote is like, there's police intervention, right? Being infringed on. Even if they're just protesting peacefully. Well, if you guys want to read more on these stories, you can head to the NPR for 
the whole story about Biden's bill, you can take a look at ABC News and The Week for that whole Kellogg situation over their strawberry Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, for the Vietnam journalists that got jailed, you can look on Al Jazeera for more information. But before we leave you guys today, we still have our Sunday snippet into the past. On October 31st, Halloween, happy Halloween everybody, we just realized. <laughs> but on October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther posts 95 Thesis. So this is FYI, not Martin Luther King Jr. This is Martin Luther, a priest and scholar, uh, who a previously Catholic priest and scholar who approached the door to the Winburg Church and kind of just places a paper there with 95 thesis, right? Opinions that would, that criticize the Catholic Church and would lead to the Protestant Reformation and how mm-hmm. Christianity is today. Yes, I remember learning in AP Euro about this. This was like the first thing, one of the first things we ever learned. Oh my god, remember the day quizzes that we had? Did you ever do that? Mm. Oh yeah, we did that, we did that. Yeah. I remember, what year did Martin Luther nail his 95 theses to the door? Well, that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful Sunday.